the music run long this time (laughs) republic of texas radio good morning well today's date is february the 11th 2024 as i call it the old 24 give them the college try right you know because it matters does it really matter that's the question for today y'all know the black pill What the hell is the black pill, right? The red pill, the blue pill, the dang green pill. You know, it's out there as well. Hmm. We're going to be talking about that a little bit, and I don't know what else. But, yeah, we got a special show for you today. Uh, Alan's hanging around in the the weeds. He already was dropped once. That was kind of cute. You know, but we got him back. And uh, and, and Andy's here. Let's, Let's just reach out to Alan first to see if he, well, got hurt while he was being dropped. How are you, Alan? Well, I guess uh, I will. I will. I will call myself an air-breathing bipedal mammal with dangling hardware that used to be called Alan. Yes, I'm here, Steve. <laughs> All right. Well, that confused the hell out of me. So let's go to Andy. What's going on, Andy? Hey, I happen to be here. Thanks, gentlemen, for bringing me on. But let's uh, let's just get this over with real quick. We'd be remiss if we didn't talk about the Super Bowl. Okay. Now that we've done oh, that, crap. let's go on with the show. Okay, that's good. Hopefully we won't get into that too much. But, you know, you never know. You never know what we're going to get into. Hey, I want to kind of start with steering the show, right? And then we'll let it go asunder. Um, That whole discussion, right, this week about Black Pill and the the show and uh, different shows. Some shows are about, um, God, what do they call them about, Andy? They call them about solutions, right? And we're all about solutions here on xyz show you know but you know you how did you put it the, the really the people are calling in they're not really about solutions are they what, what, what did you say they were about well it, it seems to me people are uh, they're they're down for suggestions i mean everyone is probably a viable way to get our country back but we're, we're more in the suggestion mode because nobody has a way to implement their solution. I mean, it, it sounds great on the on the outside. Yeah, we just need to do this. We just need to do that. But nobody has a way of implementing that. And, and you know, it generally takes a good portion of the people to stand up to make something move in this country. I mean, let's just go ahead and uh, we'll boycott everything. Okay, well, how do you get everybody to do that? That's yeah. the solution, getting people to do it. So that's the situation. So I am kind of black There's a lot of suggestions out there that we possibly could do if we could get the attention of the people that uh, we need to have the attention, and then we could process it through. But it's it's just dead on arrival. 
But I do like the, you know, I like the spunk when people say, well, I'm all about solutions. And I do, too. A suggestion. <laughs> I like that spunk, too, and I don't want to go against anybody doing anything, right? You know, if they're inspired to do whatever they're doing, that's fine, right? Just don't, you know, necessarily try to force me to do it. Any thoughts, Alan? Well, you know, I don't know. I was going to say, you know, it, it does kind of concern me. You know, I, I I've heard this over the years too. You know, and I don't know if there are just people coming to the realization. You know, you'll hear someone call into a show and say, "Well, what we got to do is get rid of the Federal Reserve. That'll solve everything." And you know, and I, I don't know. I don't know if they're just coming to a realization and starting to figure out, you know, what's really going wrong and how much trouble we're in. But when it's people that I know have been, you know, in this movement for a long time sit there and tell you, it's like, well, I've got a solution, and here's how we're going to do it. And it's like, you know, th- that rather concerns me. I really don't know what to think about people like that, you know, people that I know that should know better. And, and, and uh, well, yeah, it's like, well, they might have, you know, they might have a solution, but like you said, it's like, how do you implement it? You know, I mean, well, yeah, that's a great idea, but, you know, it's like, how are you going to get the whole world together to boycott this or to do this or to do that, you know? It's going to have to get bloody and messy and nasty before enough people get kicked in the ass hard enough to stand up and, and slap themselves across the head and say, wow, I could have had a V8, you know? Um, hmm. I, I don't know, Steve. You know, it, it hey, I, I, me. maybe I got a suggestion for Al, uh, Andy there. Tell you what, here's how we should do it. We should get a peer-reviewed system set up here at Republic Broadcasting <laughs> and come up for a set of talking points that we're all going to mimic all across the station. And so nobody would deviate from what we decide is the peer-reviewed um, reality that we want to put forth. How's that for free speech, huh? <laughs> I'm sorry. Well, That's facetious. Well, no, seriously, though. Think about that, though. We could be just like CNN, MSNBC, Fox News, and we'll be like... Yeah, but we'll have a different twist. It will twist yeah, of yeah, lime or twist of lemon. You know, sure, why not? not? Yeah, we got to be peer-reviewed for sure. If we don't, if we don't peer-review, everybody else is going to have their own opinions, and we're in a world where your opinion doesn't matter anymore. We all have to no, have the okay. same opinion. <laughs> this is a call-in no, this, show, this, folks. This is so, like, you know, I, I keep hearing people talking about. You know, I hear more and more people talking about RT. I guess you can still find on the on the internet. Oh yeah. I don't know if it's a, I don't know if it's the same RT as with RT America that I used to watch. You know, they had their yeah, American bureau. Pretty much. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, but yeah. you know, uh, but but I, I did hear. I, I was I was watching it one day. And and one of their main announcers was interviewing this guy, a guy who I've actually heard on some of the you know you, what Patriot radio stations, whatever you want to call it. I've I'd heard this guy before, saw saw him on there, and this guy goes, he goes, I question everything. I don't even I don't I question everything that I hear on RT. You know, I, I, I said I, I don't know that you don't have your own agenda. And the announcer he just stops and he goes, Well, let's just let's just answer that for the world right now. He said, We do have our own agenda, and so does every other media platform on this planet. You know, everyone has an agenda, whether it's freedom and and what and what we consider right right and good things, or whether it's nefarious and and you know malicious and manipulative. You know. Um, but, but you know what, but he, he came out and he said, oh, we'll solve that right now. I said, yeah, we've got our own agenda, but, you know, we're, we're going to let you use your brain to figure out, you know, what you want to consider truth. And, and yeah, I thought definitely. that was rather honest of a news organization. It is. 
It is. It's really good. And Republic Broadcasting is the same or, or similar, right? They believe in free speech. You know, there are limits that, that uh, Republic Broadcasting will not allow you to exceed, right? You know, but man, I've heard all sorts of different opinions, right? You know, so, um, oh, yeah. but yeah, I, 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 I'm not too sure. Call-in show, if you want to call in, black pill is the topic, but we'll also talk about red pills and blue pills and green pills, or maybe I'll talk about those. But here's a definition for for black pill, but first, the phone number, 512-248-8252, and being a first-time caller gets to your front of the line, but whatever. We're going to get to all y'all. Right. Here's a definition real quick. Um, and then I got a poem for you. So the poem's the good part. But here's a definition. It's pretty good part, too. Okay. Um, the definition of a black pill. And this comes from the, the Urban Dictionary. I wonder if I'm going to get shot by a bolt of lightning because I'm reading something from the interweb. Ha! Huh. Could happen. Okay. Here it is. Uh, the Urban Dictionary calls... The black pill is about realizing nothing matters, and there is nothing you can do that will change anything. Huh. Okay. Does, um, my black pill, I'm not too sure if I fit that. Nothing you can do will change. No, I don't believe that, right? I, I believe that. Personally, I believe that the things that I try to do to change things have a, uh, they might fail, right? You know, but the things that I do that aren't intended to change things might succeed, right? That there's a chaos in the universe that doesn't necessarily, well, fulfill the goals that I set forth to achieve, but achieve something. It's a word called serendipitous now that I come to think about it, right? You know, serendipity, how a wonderful, synchronistic, serendipitous, uh, they're both pretty beautiful. Any exceptions to that word or that, that little reading there, Andy? Any thoughts? No, I actually agree with it. Um, but, yeah, I think there are some exceptions to the black pill. I mean, we got wishful thinking. You know, I mean, I, I was a red pilled when I first started on my little journey that I've been on and stuff because I thought, well, you know, all I got to do is get the information out and I can help change the world. Surely there's other people doing the same thing I'm doing. So, uh, you know, I'm going to go out here and give it a shot. And then, you know, it's been 13 years now and uh, and I'm still pretending like I got a chance to save the world. Well, no, I don't. I, I don't feel that way anymore. So I do kind of find my way into that black pill situation. That particular definition, if that's the official definition, yeah, no. probably a no. gray pill right now. <laughs> mm-hmm. Any exception to that, Alan? What do you think? Um, that- yes. Um, I, I will say that um, the current methods that are available to us are rather futile. I mean, keyboard warrioring, you know, it might have made some more people aware and awake, but, you know, there's nothing really, you know, you can't really do much typing on a keyboard. Uh, the methods mm. available to us, I will say, are, are basically pointless. It's Like I said, it's going to have to get dirty and nasty before anything changes, before anything can be done, and it's not going to be just one guy standing in front of a frickin' tank in Tiananmen Square that's going to do it. It's going to, it's going to have to be a mass of people that get together and, and finally say, we've had enough and something has to be done, and it's not going to be typing on a keyboard. 
Alan, you're such a, a negative Nelly. Um, if we could only get a whole bunch of people on Facebook and we can get them to stop censoring us, we can definitely get the truth out there and get everybody to read what they don't want to read. <laughs> sorry. It's, uh, um, well, sorry, it's not going to happen at Facebook. Maybe it's going to be libertylover.org or something like that that doesn't exist. Uh, I don't know. Maybe that's the the negativity, and you guys want a poem? I I, I told you let's I had a poem. Let, let's like Leonard, do it. But, but if you want to read a poem, go ahead. You know, I, I kind of like you know the woods <laughs> with a man in Nantucket. You know, uh, but go ahead. Oh. <laughs> okay. Well, yeah. Um, I'm not good with limericks, but you know, so I think about black uh, black pills. This poem comes to to mind, and I'm sorry that most of you, well, not most of you, a lot of people like a different version of this poem, but this one um, really sits and resonates with me. It's from um, Ecclesiastes, um, Ecclesiastes two, right? NIV. Now that's my. I, I just like because we're speaking English here. We're not speak or American, and it's not you know the king's English and doodle doodle right? The most accurate. Oh my crap! Here's how it goes. This is allegedly um, written by this guy named David, right? He was the king of Jerusalem, right? At least that's what it's attributed to. Um, And it goes like this. Meaningless, meaningless, says the teacher. And by the way, I have to read it because um, the... Uh, All the audios that I found were copyrighted, and they'd sue me if I read this book, or I had them read the book because that was their artistic, well, whatever. Meaningless, meaningless, says the teacher. Utterly meaningless. Everything is meaningless. What do people gain from all their labors at which they toil under the sun? Generations come and generations go, but earth remains forever. The sun rises and the sun sets and hurries back to where it rises. Hmm, I'm not sure I agree with that, but hey, whatever. The wind blows from the south and returns to the north. Is that true? I don't know. Maybe. Ever returning onto its course. You can actually take exception to this, but it's a poem, right? All streams flow into the sea, yet the sea is never full. To the place the streams come from. There they return again. All things are wearisome. More than one can say, the eye never has enough of seeing, nor the ear of hearing. What has been will be again. What has been done will be done again. There is nothing new under the sun. I could go on, right? That's a a hell of a neat little poem. Oh, God, love it. Right. You know, from the first time I read it to, to this time, it sends chills up my spine. It is the ultimate in the black pill. But if you know the story of King David in Jerusalem, it's fascinating. You know, they did go, oh, well, crap. Right. Yeah, that's funny. I talked about David and said crap right after it. Oh, is that blaspheme? <laughs> hmm, I'm not too sure. But yeah, that guy was a man whore, right? Is, is is that true? That untrue? You want to call into the show? 512-248-8252. Straighten me out if you want to. But, but, you know, he played around his entire life. And at the end of his life, at least so we're told, you know, he came up with that information. But, but is it important? Right? I guess that's covered at the end of it. 
You guys have read that. What do you think about it? Is Ecclesiastes the original black pill? Any thoughts? Is it a poem? Hmm? More than that? I don't know, Steve. You know that 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 part about the you know the rivers flowing into the sea, but the sea never flows anywhere. As kind of kind of brought up, you know, it's like the great flood. You know, the whole world was flooded, and when the waters receded, I'm like, well, where did they recede to? Well, I guess they receded into the ocean. So the whole world apparently wasn't flooded. I I don't know, man. <laughs> yeah, that sounds uh-huh. pretty black pill to me. But that well, and that was from the Bible. Wow. Mm-hmm. I, and I like the last part where you said, what was will be again, nothing new under the sun. That almost sounds like Klaus Schwab's gig that we're going for the Great Reset, you know? And they've yeah. done it before, perhaps, you know? <laughs> hey, it also, hey. also, kind of brought, also, also kind of brought up, I don't know, uh, you know, I, people have been talking about this, you know, on, on Friday, uh, uh, this pastor from New York called into the show, and he was saying, well, the Constitution says this, and it's this and this, and he go, and he was like, no, wait a minute, he said, tell me where in the Constitution, well, it says this, and he said, so, it doesn't actually say what you just said, you just interpreted it to for what you wanted it to mean, you know, uh-huh. and, and, you know, it, and just, it was just all, you know, interpretations. That's of, of what it, right. Is. Absolutely. You know, I uh, when I was a, a big time scholar of the Bibles, um, you know, I, I used to have a lot of fun going through all the different versions of the you know of the Christian Bible, and um, I remember coming across the, the, the NIV version. Right. It's it's beginning meaningless, meaningless. It really resonated. Right. But then we go over to what they call the, the King James version. Right. You know, and that's supposedly the aha, the clouds opened up and there it came. Right. But um, it, it starts off and it says vanity, vanity. And I go, huh. OK, well, let's bring that to the, you know, <laughs> oh, my God, crap. So now we're going to cross languages. But, oh, that, that, that'll dig up some problems. But what does it actually mean? I'm not too sure. Remember, folks, I'm not Vince Finelli, and you are not my class, and I am not teaching you. <laughs> right. You know, it's just, it's just I am just stating what I think about stuff. And it's a wonderful, wonderful teaching, that of Ecclesiastes. But in the end of this book, it says, you know, the only thing that's important is to love God. So define that, right? That's kind of like the, what is God? The the, the creator of everything, right? And so this was created, um, at least that poem was created before um, Jesus came onto the scene. Right, this is pre-Christianity, and man, am I getting into a religious show? I hope not, right? Because I got a lot of other yeah, yeah, things Steve, to cover. Steve, are, are, are you talking about the God of Abraham? You know, which which Islam, Judaism, and Christianity all believe in. It's all based on on the God of Abraham. Or are you talking about the God of Buddha, or the God of Hindu, goes, or the God of Shinto, or or Taoism, or whatever? You know, um, what yeah. which God are you talking about, Steve? I don't know, man. I think I stepped in it. Uh, hey, you well, yeah, you might want to go scrape your shoes off. Yeah, I only have 
have one thing. I only have one thing to say about that. I mean, everybody likes that King James version of the Bible, but if you look at who King James was, he was a tyrant, and he was crucifying yeah. the Puritans, and he was he was tossing them into prison and stuff because they wouldn't go by his Bible. They had their own Bible, and eventually all the Puritans left and went to America, or as many as they could get out of there left and went to America. This is paraphrasing, and then finally King James decided to take the Puritans' Bible and his Bible and put it together, and here we have the King James version of the Bible. Dun, dun, dun. The ends justify the means. Kind of brings up one of them English dudes that didn't like what the what the church was teaching, so he just created his he, Anglic, Anglicanism, you know, Anglicanism, you know. He he created you know his own religion. So um, oh, you know, what the heck? Yeah. Save us, HB, HB in Tennessee. Come on in, man. We're getting lost. All right. To the show. All right. You guys are talking about things to do. What I what I did from 2010 until about 2015, until I lost all my information in a computer crash, I oh. had like one or two page uh, letters of information, if nothing else. And if I'd get a solicitation for, you know, a bank or whatever, I'd just throw it all out, put that in there, put another card that I made up, send it back to them. I didn't have to buy a stamp. So that's something you could do and explain to everything that's going on. The other thing I do, and I still do this, is I get my own cards printed up. On the front side, I've got a sky with chemtrails going through it. And on the other side, it's got, what if it's not just water vapor? And then I list some, uh, and I've got your guys' website on this card, just some websites you go to. I go to Gateway Pundit, you know, InfoWars for the Beginners, and um, uh, Dane Rigginson's site, Geoengineering Watch. And I stick them in gas pumps or leave them in restaurants or grocery mm. stores, give them to people. You know, that's a way you can get some information out there. Sure. Yeah, that's great. That's a, It allows for serendipitous uh, encounters with stuff, right, which I is really good. I saw a girl yeah. pull one of them out of the gas station. I, I put another one in, you know, and she came up, pulled it out of the gas pump, looked at it, and threw it in the trash. So yeah, yeah. you know yeah. that was yeah, kind you, of important. Might, I mean, you might encounter someone with enough curiosity to actually do some some research on their own without being led to it. You know, by you know you know someone harping at them. Yeah, you, yeah. You, yeah. You, hopefully, you've reached a few people. Hopefully, we've got some new listeners from your card. That would be great. It could be just onesie twosies, right? But it but it is something. You know, what do you want? You don't know how much influence that you're going to get. And I remember Farron's show. He used to tell the story about all of the effort that he put into trying to make people aware of the inconsistencies of 9-11, right? And the, the, the government around the world, right? The one world government or whatever. You know, and all the video cassettes that he put out and all the flyers that he printed up and all the protests he set up, right? In the end... He goes back to Ecclesiastes, meaningless, meaningless, and he said it in his own words. But for the most part, he said, man, for all that I toiled from, right, what did I get, right? But he did get something, right? He got me. He got Alan, right? I mean, I would have gotten here without him, maybe, Right, but I did listen to. I mean, Ferenshope. If you were to, to to look at him, and I look at you, just the same. HB um, Ferenshope was on uh, Liberty Radio News before he ended up coming to Republic Broadcasting, and he did ten plus years here. 
right? You know, he's been here, was here for a long time, but I heard him before, and his, what he thought and what he said resonated with me. And it's kind of like what you're doing. Um, I mean, we're all doing something, HB. And the whole thing is that we don't sit by and do and say nothing. You know? Exactly. I mean, it's uh, it's a crazy world, i got to say, man. <laughs> I wish it would behave itself and do what I wanted to do. But I don't think it's going to do that. Well, hey, well hey, I've sent a hundred of those cards over to... Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead, HB. I was just going to say, and there, there, there are those people out there that, that you might make aware, and they become aware, but, you know, but uh, they still have to exist in this world. If they talk about this at work, it's like, well, they'll, they'll, get, they'll, get, they'll lose their job, you know, or they're, or they're afraid, you know, if they talk about it with their family. Uh, like a lot of us, we've lost our family, yeah. we've lost friends, you know. Most yeah, of a lot of us too. out there that, re- that, re- that are really into this are basically, we're really, lo- you know, we're really lonely people because we've got, we know what's going on and we've got our own, our views and we know what's going on, but most people still have to exist in this world and can you blame them? Well, to a point, you know, <laughs> it, it, it's, it's so frustrating at times. It is, it is. Uh, the other thing I was going to say is I sent a hundred of those cards over to a buddy of mine over in Australia, so he's handing them out over there. Wow. Yeah, Australia is kind of interesting, you know. Um, wow, oh, I mean, I never thought Australia was going to switch to such evil so quick, you know. And I define evil as well totalitarian, you know, police right. state, and, and I, you know, well, he tried all to based on to me. Orbit. This HB guy was trying to explain to me a couple of years ago how they don't own anything over there. I said, "What? Mm. You don't own your cars or your house or nothing? You know, you just kind of." Lease it from the government or something, and I, I you know, well, a year or so later, now I'm kind of seeing this Klaus Schwab BS, you know. Wow. You know, when Australia I went down to Australia, I, I thought the weirdest thing was the fact that there were no garbage cans in public. And I said, well, what the hell do you guys, where do I throw away things? Because they had places like Starbucks and little food eatery things. And I go, well, if, what if I buy something, right? Who, where do I throw it? And the, the stores, they kind of like guard their garbage cans. I'm like, well, um, I just bought this. Um, I'm done with it. Where do I throw it away? Oh, well, you have to give it to me and I'll throw it. I mean, don't you have one that I can just no, we we kind of you know we don't want people throwing away their garbage. Oh, so you have to pay to buy it and pay to throw it away. Wow, that's great. How's that well, for hey, humanity? The, the, the same thing. The same thing that you're talking about in Australia. They don't really own their property. You could say the same thing about the United States. I mean, you're buying a property, you're paying your mortgage, oh. you're doing everything you need to do. But if you don't pay your property right. taxes, the government comes mm-hmm. and takes it. So. I mean, so we're not too far away from where where they're at. But, you know, nowadays they've got a problem with your garden. You can't have a garden in Australia. That's one of the things that they're making illegal is growing your own food. That's illegal. Now, that's got to tell you you got a demented government, if that's the case. You know, back here in the United States a long time ago, I remember hearing stories on Alex Jones about people getting arrested and stuff for having a, a vegetable garden in their front yard. You couldn't grow cucumbers or, or zucchinis or whatnot in your front yard for some reason. Or how 
how about the whole milk thing in California? They busted a dang uh, dairy place that was doing whole milk and whatnot, no, no pasteurization or whatnot, and these people were shut down. They were actually raided. So we're not too far away from everything, but we're the big guy that has to come down right now. If they get rid of the United States the way we know it and see it and all that stuff, and they're doing a fine job thus far, if they're able to do that, we're toast. Hmm. Oh, any any more thoughts there, HB? Black pill, red pill, green pill, blue pill? Oh, well, I'm I'm red pill, but it's it's starting to tinge black. But my wife, <laughs> they think that uh, the Super Bowl might be a good place for some kind of a terrorist act today. So I don't know. Aw, I hate that. Well, I, I don't really like football or the Super Bowl, but I don't want that no, to happen. You know, exactly. I um, man, I <laughs> oh God, mm. Andy, you shouldn't have brought up the Super Bowl. Well, well, thanks for calling in, HB. We really appreciate right. it. Take it easy. Thanks, HB. Okay, you know they they define red pill that uh, dictionary define. Dot com defines it as becoming enlightened to the truth about reality, especially the truth that is difficult to accept and, or expose. Uh, whatever, you know. We, yeah. huh? You, you I support that one? With that part of the definition, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, that's pretty much it. It's a, uh, you know, the one of the best things for. One of the best things for awareness was when they gave us those hooks that was in the Matrix. The Matrix showed us a world that we could be inside of a world that was just a lie, right? And they gave us a mythology to base that around. And I remember, uh, I remember so, so uh, closely, what's the word for that? Um, I remember the day that I watched The Matrix. You know, I was waiting for the next uh, installment of Star Wars. I think it was Star Wars Episode 3. And then I saw The Matrix and said, oh, crap. Oh, well, okay. Republic of Texas Radio will be right back. You're listening to Republic Broadcasting Network. Real news, real talk, real people. Because you can handle the truth. People often write to tell us what has happened for them since starting Extendivite. Allow me to read a few highlights. Extendivite works in keeping my blood pressure in the normal range. I have been using Extendivite for many years. Great product. I use regularly, and I rarely get sick. This product has relieved what appeared to be angina pain in my chest and shortness of breath after climbing stairs. I'm quite happy about it. My husband, son, and I have been using this product for a few months now, and we have noticed an improvement in our joints and blood pressure. To order, call 1-877-928-8822 or visit extendivite.com. That's X-T-E-N-D-O-V-I-T-E dot com. 
Homeowners, if your lender has gone out of business or sold your transaction to another lender or servicer, you may be the victim of a wrongful foreclosure resulting in the loss of your home. If you've already lost your home, are in foreclosure, or even in good standing, you can challenge the mortgage transaction's illegal issue and your property can be restored to you, and your foreclosure can be stopped or reversed and the mortgage transaction declared unenforceable. State laws, U.S. title codes, the Uniform Commercial Codes, and U.S. Supreme Court rulings have upheld that defective mortgage documentations can reverse or stop foreclosures and enforce property title claims in favor of the homeowner. We are having successes in stopping the process of foreclosure, the enforcement of the foreclosure judgments, the sale of property, and evictions after the sale. We are not attorneys, and we don't give legal advice. We are a professional team of legal researchers, providing forensic mortgage audits and expert witnesses. We have the knowledge to produce the evidence and enforce laws regarding your legal issues. We've been in business for 12 years without a complaint. Consultations are free, and we provide a free title search to confirm if your mortgage has legal defects. Email tom at republicbroadcasting.org. T-O-M at republicbroadcasting.org. Are you one of the millions of people who feel like there is a dark cloud hanging over their heads whenever they're using pharmaceutical drugs? For some, the short-term relief can turn into an opioid addiction nightmare. Have you ever wondered why CBD oil is a billion-dollar industry? It's because it works better than opioids and is actually healthy for you. However, CBD oil is stripped of all other helpful compounds found in the hemp plant. According to neuroscientists, the whole hemp plant, otherwise known as hemp paste, is even more effective than the chemically processed CBD oil. Are you ready to take back your health? You can try hemp paste for the price of a cup of coffee. Hemppaste.com slash RBN. Free shipping on orders over $50. See the banners for Hemp Paste at republicbroadcasting.org and visit hemppaste.com slash RBN. You know, I guess I'm confused. Am I black pill or am I red pill or do I have stripes on my damn pill? You know, because honestly, you know, as I think about the you know, the black pill that I live under, the red pill, right? The understanding of the world around me differently. You know, I believe in serendipity. And, you know, I didn't even know that word uh, this morning. Well, I knew it, right? And I I knew the stories of it. And, you know, it was about a a story about some princes, by the way. Hang on the line if you're waiting on the phone, 512-248-8252. We will take your calls in a second. Serendipity, right? It's a a story of the one that we get right now in our culture would be the story of um, the three princes, right, who are set out to go on tasks to achieve the task, but well, they failed to achieve the task, but when they came back from the tasks, they had something really special. When we march along on our red pill journey to try to enlighten other people (laughs) and come up, well, with what we'd probably describe as butkus or zero donata, right, you know, um, well, did we really just get nothing? You know, I'm not too sure. Serendipity tells us, well, look for what else that you might have gotten, some kind of unseen blessing. You know, it might be out there. You're just not looking in the right place. But I might be full of, well, whatever. Uh, any any additions to that, or should we go back to the phones, you guys? 
Nothing, Steve. Go to Andy. Andy. Let's do the phones. Let's do the phones, Steve. Let's do the phones. And welcome to the phone, El Jaded One. Sherry, (laughs) good to hear from you. Good morning, gentlemen. Good morning. Hello, my queen. As you, (laughs) you know, study history, you know, men have been fighting throughout history. So, um... So the powers that be, as they get control, they uh, have, you know, the psychology is getting more and more refined, and now they've they've kept it, they've designed a way that most people won't go to a meeting. Uh, so they can actually talk to people face-to-face. <laughs> and even, especially during the COVID crap, you know, they didn't even want you coming to uh, public meetings, this, this Zoom crap and so. And that's what they're doing in court, too. You know, there's some about reading body language, and you can't really do that over a, a, a Zoom call or something. No, you can't. It's hard. Thank you. Yeah. But um, people have been, uh, as we get in bigger, bigger groups, um, it makes it more challenging. And, of course, they don't want us living in small communities. I mean, look what they did to the Branch Davidians. They couldn't have them being off by themselves. Uh, And there's other communities like that. But... um, uh, I don't see anything you could do except try to work locally with a group of people because it's it's going to come apart if if the dollar crashes. That's all you're going to have, I think. But yeah, uh, and, and, and I will add I will add to that, Sherry. You know, uh, you know, a, a loose knit collection of people that have like minds that know what's going on is good. But if you try to develop these groups, you know, where you go to and you try. I mean, you know, there are patriot groups that have been, you know, training for what, you know, twenty, thirty years. You know, it's like, oh, the <laughs> and they get groups together, and 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 if and if you develop this tight knit group, someone always wants to be in charge, and someone always wants to make the rules. But you know, the best thing I can say is to have a loose confederation of people of like mind, and and just and just understand and talk. You know, it's like when the crap hits the fan. Then we'll come together, and it's like, you know, I, I know you've got chickens, and, and you've got a big garden, and you've got cattle, and, you know, and then you can come together, and you can try to figure out, you know, how to, how to live, how to try to exist, you know, and whatever hell, the hell, you know, hits us. But, yeah, thank you, yes. Yeah, I agree. Uh, yesterday on my daddy's show, uh, they gave this quote, people don't want to be free, they want to be comfortable, so whatever you yeah. do, don't wake <laughs> them up. And that was by yeah. Emma Goldman, ah. and I believe she was a communist. <laughs> oh, that's kind of screwed up, huh? Yeah, but it, I, I, I'll agree with it, like Alan. I'll agree with it. Uh, you know. I wanted to give a couple... Uh, uh, Andy was talking about, you know, no gardens in your front yard. And I can... I I don't have that problem here, but... Um, there are a couple of really gorgeous plants that I know of. Um, 
or something you could grow in your the front yard. The castor plant? A what? Castor plant? No. Um, have you seen this <laughs> burgundy right. okra? Now, that has to be in a sunny position, but oh that is a gorgeous plant. Uh, it can be a background plant, and it, it can grow five feet high or more. And it's... Uh, now, the... Uh, the pods are even red, but they turn green when you cook them. But, uh, that's a, that's a very I, I, I really think, I, I, don't, I don't know, I think what Andy was really talking about is, is basically mainly like, you know, POAs or HOAs, you know, where it's like, you know, well, you, you, you buy a property and you sign up, you know, you're in a nice neighborhood. And uh, you've got a homeowners association, and it's like, oh, no, <laughs> you, can't, you can't plant begonias. We only allow petunias in your front yard. Yeah. Well, another one would oh, yeah. be that they wouldn't know. If you had a, a trellis, you could plant sweet potatoes. You know, yeah. another you, you've got you've got neighbors that will rip you out. Well, sweet potatoes do have occasional blooms that you could just put it, say, put it in front of yeah. a window. You know, as, you, as long oh. as you've got a sunny exposure, that's another one that loves could, the heat. You could, in theory, run a. Um, or plant day, what what was that tree called? A politician de hangus, or they call it in layman's <laughs> terms the, the hanging tree. You know that'll take care of it. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't well, I guess that's about all I had. But uh, yeah, I hope somebody uh, we can do something. But oh, it, it it's funny. You know, it was. Uh, thanks for the call, Sherry. All right. I really always enjoy it. Like listening to you all week long, wherever the heck you might be. You know, I hear you on and off. It's pretty cool. Joe's quite an active old gal there, yeah. Yeah, I think that, uh, you know, her and her red pill, because it it definitely, uh, is she a black pill or a red pill? I don't know. Some people would probably define that differently. You know, if you were um, running the blue pill, which would be, well, actually, you know, the blue pill is, um, if you do a search on blue pill, you'll find out about Xanax and all these other mind (laughs) pills, right, that the blue pills are all antidepressant pills. So if you want to get all that good stuff yeah yeah if you want to get stoned you have a a, well i think that's the purple monkey well i don't know i'm not a pillologist but but i did do that research and i thought it was funny that the blue pill is associated with drugging people and getting them stoned and complacent right are do you have anxiety take the blue pill it'll make you forget that you're about to die <laughs> he goes no and nobody wants to hear hey, that hey, hey, hey one of the things that uh, makes me in the grayish slash black pill areas i mean you look at the things like what happened in uh, maui you know with these directed energy weapons and then you see it again in argentina and then you saw it again at the start of the israeli uh, um, annihilation where they blew up all those cars in the parking lot of the rave i mean that, yeah, you know, if you shoot a, shoot a missile at a car, it's going to blow it up. These ones were melted to the ground and stuff. That kind of gives me that idea. You know, with the chemtrails, with the with oh. their with their uh, their drones, with their directed energy weapons. That's where I kind of get that. Oh crap! What can I do? Because what what if they perfect this uh, the directed energy weapons where they can actually just nail a person? Boom! They're gone. 
you know, they can actually pinpoint One of the, you. They, he's talking. Yeah, see, oh, see, yeah, you're you're talking, and it's coming across blah blah blah, and it's sure it, it might be really good red pill stuff, right? And you might actually be accurate when you're speaking these truths, like you know, the, the that that could be the results of a, an energy weapon, but. Where the hell is the proof, right? You can put a lot of... But it doesn't matter if you have proof. It just doesn't matter, right? It does not matter. Maybe it does. Maybe you're able to to red pill somebody with, you know, conjecture. But did you hear Putin last week? No, you didn't listen to the whole thing. I remember I asked you that. But Putin, when he was asked by the Tuckerson, right, the Tucker goes up and says, well, if you had information like this... Why don't you put it out there, right? And he and the pooty poot poot goes on to say, well, yeah, you know, the Western media controls all the things. So we put out the truth and they come out and they say that never happened. And then they, they own the news. globe, too. That's fake news. That's uh, that's out there. And then it doesn't matter if it's true or not. If the U.S. government is backing that particular version, and Andy, you know, I understand directed energy weapons. Uh, let's go to a point, case in point, real quick. I got a video in Skype, too, that we're going to play here in a few seconds, right? This is a government fake news output from uh, CNN, the cable news network, right? As they start throwing Biden under the bus, are they? I don't know, but this time they don't back his lies. Is that curious? Well, let, 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 let's, let's hear about this. This is about, you know, the <laughs> delusional old man. Go ahead, Sam, play it, and I'll shut up. One thing that President Biden said is basically that he stored the documents in filing cabinets that could be locked. Let's listen. All the stuff that was in my home was in filing cabinets that were either locked or able to be locked. Daniel? Just, just not true, John. Uh, this report from the special counsel includes photos. Those photos include shots of a box uh, just sitting in President Biden's Delaware garage. The special counsel described it as a badly damaged box sitting amid household detritus. So there was some material that detritus. was in what the cabinets, uh, locked or lockable, that the president said, but all of it certainly not. And that open, unsealed, damaged box included, according to the special counsel, highly sensitive, top-secret material about the war in Afghanistan. Okay, another claim that President Biden made None of the documents were highly classified. Let's listen. None of it was high classified. Didn't have any of that red stuff on it. You know what I mean? Around the corners? None of that. Daniel? That claim that he didn't have any material that was quote-unquote high classified is also not true, John. The special counsel's report says that the president possessed multiple highly classified documents that were indeed marked as being highly classified documents, including some marked as top secret slash SCI, sensitive compartmented information. That is a very high level of classification. For example, special counsel Her uh, discussed two top secret documents about Afghanistan found in that open, unsealed damage box in the garage, one of which Her said 
contains highly sensitive info about military programs and another that contains info about sensitive intelligence and sources and methods. Now, it's not clear, John, if any of those Biden documents had those colored borders we saw on classified docs that former President Trump had, which I think is what President Biden was referring to uh, when he talked about red around the corners. But still, whatever coloring these documents had, the special counsel says they were clearly marked as highly classified. And then I should add, her also said that investigators' analysis of Biden's own handwritten notes from his time as vice president showed that these notebooks also contained highly classified info, though those were not marked. And her said a sampling of 37 excerpts found that, quote, eight are top secret with sensitive compartmented information, seven of which include information concerning human intelligence sources, plus six others that were top secret. Uh, and then the third claim that he made, Daniel, there was that he did not share classified information with a ghostwriter on a book he was working on. Listen to that. I did not share classified information. I did not share it. With your ghostwriter? With my ghostwriter. I did not. Guarantee you did not. But the special counsel said it. No, he did not say that. Okay. He did not say that. Uh, so yes. he's entitled to say he didn't do it. He can defend himself. But he also said the special counsel didn't say that he did share that classified info with the ghostwriter. Except, John, the special counsel did say that explicitly. Her wrote, quote, Mr. Biden <laughs> shared information, including some classified information from those notebooks with his ghostwriter. So there he is in black oh, and white. Now, her did that is that so Biden beautiful. Info with the ghostwriter. God, I love that as an example. What do you think, Andy? Is that fun? Oh, no, no. All that made me think of during this entire time is this guy's not responsible for any of that. I mean, we talked the other day. This is the same guy who falls up the stairs when most people fall down the stairs. This is the guy who trips over a sandbag instead of stepping over it. This is a guy who has one statement to define the entire American people. This is blossom fruit of flat. And, you know, when, when, this, this, this guy can't be responsible for anything. As far as I'm concerned, they planted these things in his garage, and they put them in this filing cabinet. This guy's not intelligent enough to steal secrets from us, is he? <laughs> mm, I'm not too sure. All I know is all they have to do is say, no, that didn't happen. I didn't shoot them. They can have video footage of somebody shooting somebody, and they'll say, well, it didn't happen. And actually, you know, honestly, our legal system does that. You know, you could shoot somebody and go free for shooting somebody because all of a sudden they go, well, we can't look at the evidence. I mean, well, we got them on film. Yeah, but, you know, we didn't dot our T correctly, so he gets to go free. You know, oh, how's that justice? Well, our justice system is imperfect. Repeat well, after me. That goes, that goes to something else here, Steve. Uh, think about it now, because now that AI's coming in and, you know, Sports Illustrated was busted for having AI write its reports and stuff, and then you got all these visuals of that, that chick from uh, Kelsey from, the you know, what's her name, mm. Taylor Swift. They did some sort of porno thing and stuff like that. Now they have uh, plausible deniability. They can say it's all AI. No, this wasn't real. It wasn't real. What we showed you sure. that looked like was real, we, it, it's yeah. not real. So they've got possible well, deniability. It's an, there you it's go. An interesting, uh, yeah, anomaly that we find ourselves in. It's a great conspiracy theory you threw out there, and it's quite possibly <laughs> going to be used. Mm. Okay, back to the phones real quick. Chance, Chance in West Virginia. Welcome. Yeah, hello, guys. Hey, do you think, hello, uh, 
you think uh, Biden has another separate single file cabinet full of adrenochrome and uh, foreskins? Probably. <laughs> <laughs> oh my! Are they? Oh, okay, I'm gonna shut up now. <laughs> no, yeah, that's I wouldn't be terrible. Just a rabble rouser, chance. Damn it! I hear you everywhere, man. You're just raising hell everywhere. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I raised hell all right. Um, yeah. I was gonna say you're talking about a garden, right? The only problem with having a garden, full view, is that all these these morons who you've been warning over the years to get ready, right? These people be showing up at your house for dinner every single night. You realize that? Yeah. Mm, yeah. Yep. And you won't That's have just, you know, where, where I live out here, Chance, it's like I'm surrounded by cousins, and, and you know, there are still, you know, a lot of the people that, 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 that have been here, you know, since my relatives came over from Germany. You know, um, one good thing is, most of them are very well armed, and they know how to use their firearms. You know, they, they, they've done shits and fests, you know, and they've, they've hunted their whole life. So they know how to use their weapons. But, you know, I've been talking to them. It's like, well, do y'all have any storage food? You know, what happens? You know, what would happen? You know, if the grocery store didn't have food, you know, you don't have chickens anymore. You don't have gardens. You know, you don't have this and this. You know, why don't you have some storage food? It's like, you know, it's comforting to know that they're well armed in case the crap does hit the fan, except for the point of where... What happens if they start getting really hungry and they've got a, you know, a Barrett 50 caliber semi-automatic rifle, you know, that they, you know, if they could see me from where they're at, they could shoot me from there and just come up and take my crap, you know? Well, I, I guess I hate my worries, Chance. I, I know what you're talking Alan, about. They'll load their guns up and come and get your food. Hey, and you won't have to uh, worry about sending your DNA into 23andMe because all those, those relatives... Oh, my. All those relatives who avoided you over the years, once you have food, boy, they'll find you. Yeah, isn't 23andMe is um, going through a bankruptcy and being sold off right now? You know, or it's maybe not bankruptcy, but I know that um, somebody, they're trying to to sell all this genetic information from all these um, delusional individuals. I'd say you're delusional if you put your your genome into 23andme for whatever reason and ah, damn it you know it, it, it sucks but i think my sister actually you know threw her family into that mix um well, I, heard, and, I heard that too Steve, but that was uh, the point i was making the point i was making is uh, uh when people need something and they fail to prepare and they know that you've prepared yeah. i mean really i mean guess who's coming to dinner I mean, that's how it'll <laughs> Your be. neighbors. Actually, Alan, Alan and an old girlfriend of mine um, had a big old fight about that subject. You know, about um, a, a lip... Yeah, and it was a, it was a doozy. And um, I don't think they really talked very well afterwards. Oh, well, what fact, was her version, might I ask? I could just imagine. Well, no, she know, was... Basically, basically, this argument was, it's like... We'd all like to think that we're these great people that we would never do anything, but you, we've never put in that life or death stress situation. It's like, you know, I've got, you've got children at home that are starving, and it's like, and you don't have any food. What will you do to get your children fed? We would all like to think that we wouldn't harm other people, but you ask anyone who's gone to war what people right. will turn to in a wartime, in a war setting. You know, good guys, you know, from down the street, you know, go over to Vietnam, 
and they end up walking into a Vietnamese village and killing everything that moves, and you know, and burning right. the huts and everything. You know, uh, people will do things in stress situations, and until you get there, you really don't know what you are and who well, you are and what you're capable of. You know, that reminds day- me, Alan. That reminds Go ahead, Chance. That reminds me of a skit I saw on Saturday Night Live a while back. They showed these two news anchors. One was a black guy, one was a white female, right? And all of a sudden, the cue card stopped, you know, to feed them the news, to tell the people. Oh, my God. Total hell broke <laughs> out on the stage. She cut off his head. Uh, they were banging drums. And, you know, it was a skit of what happened. <laughs> When people get uncomfortable, and you could you could rush the short, that's going to happen because yeah, and yeah, I, I hate to say that, and I'm not saying all people, but the vast majority of people. My God, man! Like I said, they'll line up at your door like they have a ticket in the Jewish deli, you know, well, or hey, a Jewish bakery. I want pastrami on rye. Um, yeah, next. Um, yeah, I, I want an egg salad sandwich next. Yeah, right. Yeah. Hey, hey, I mean, that's what it'll be like. And that's the sad part Alan about it. That's, well, well, that's why you got to, I don't know. Well, I don't know. It's asparagus gross. Yeah, well, but he has a couple oh. dozen cows out there. I mean, that's a beef buffet. Well, oh, you know. That's the problem. People that, have to have a lot for so you know? long. That, that, they don't that have to cooperate. If they say, yeah. if one person says, hey, look, you raise the cows, I'll grow the garden, and we'll work together. But people don't have the, the capacity to want to do that. So you well, you got to you got to protect the cows from the people that want to kill the cows, and, and you, you know, protect your garden with a twelve gauge. Yeah, uh huh, and the, from the animals and you don't have the unity that you you don't have the unity the community. It's like you know out here in the country. It's like you know, um, you know, like my my grandfather. You know, he'd raise a hog and you'd have a thousand twelve hundred pound hog. You know, and you'd go to slaughter that hog. You invite you know two or three of your neighbors down. And they come down, and, and they're all involved, you know, helping slaughter and render and whatever else, you know, and, and they all take part of it because back then you didn't have refrigeration. You know, you couldn't, you couldn't you know, store back a 1,000-pound hog. You know, you didn't have the capacity to store it for long enough before it went bad. So you invited your neighbors, and, and you shared. And then when next year when one of them, you know, butchered a cow, you know, they invited you down, and you got, you know, a quarter of a beef, you know, for going down and helping, you know, uh, you know butcher and render and everything. Um, same thing with gardens. You know, you, you you have a garden. You've got more than you can eat, more than you can can. Uh, you, you, you would invite your neighbors over and, and, and share with your neighbors, and they would do the same thing to you with whatever they had. Yeah, but see, nowadays, Alan, you know what they do? They'd help you slaughter it, and then they come back later in the night and steal it from you. Yeah, I know. I know. It's a That's good I guess so. We're in a transition, right? We haven't got to that point yet, and you know, I I will agree with you, Chase, that there's a lot of uh, bad possibilities that will come from that. But I guess we're going to slide into that as we do, and you know, hey, um, maybe you won't be alive for that. I won't be alive for that. You know, uh, who knows? It, but it sure does feel close. Sure yeah, does, does feel, feel close. close. All right. All right. Take care, guys. <laughs> Thanks, Chase. Talk to you soon. Republic of Texas Radio Hour One Finito. 
Coming up next in Espanol, Republic of Texas Radio, Hour 2. In the farther sky, paid attention to each little blessing in this life. Had a more intimate connection with the spirit world. Learned as a community and equally taught every boy and girl. Tejibo Tea Club's original Pure Pouty Arco Super Tea helps build red corpuscles in the blood which carry oxygen to our organs and cells. Our organs and cells need oxygen to regenerate themselves. The immune system needs oxygen to develop and cancer dies in oxygen. So the tea is great for healthy people because it helps build the immune system and it can truly be miraculous for someone fighting a potentially life-threatening disease due to an infection, diabetes, or cancer. The tea is also organic and naturally caffeine-free. A one-pound package of tea is $49.95, which includes shipping. To order, please visit drinksupertea.com. The first word is drink, spelled D-R-I-N-K, then the word super, then the word tea. The complete website is drinksupertea.com or call us at 818-965-9113, Monday through Saturday, 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. California time. That's 818-965-9113. DrinkSuperTea.com You're listening to Republic Broadcasting Network because you can handle the truth. Truth, truth, truth.